right here, so. Oh, we topped Whoa. it. Whoa, Cole topped it. Okay. Ready to go. Yeah. Eight iron. Oh, we shanked it. Oh, look at that line, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy, is he on the sink. Welcome back to another episode of the Bogey Boys podcast. You're joined here by your host, Kevin and Mark. A little later than usual, because someone has been partying on holiday. Partying yeah, on that's holiday. That's what I'm calling it, yeah. <laughs> I had to party because of the state of my golf, to be honest. What happened? Uh, it was a nightmare. I wanted to quit. I wanted to snap all my clubs. Just wasn't in a good place. Did you snap any? No, I didn't. I threw my driver off the third tee, and one of the holes at my bag. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so wait there, you volleyed your bag last week. You're throwing your driver at your bag this week. Oh yeah. You need to be throwing clubs at yourself. It's, it's you. becoming a theme, innit? And the bag just gets it done. I used to have bladded a few bags over the years. Yeah. Do you know what's it what frustrates me the most? I go through spells of playing well, think I've got it, and then it just goes back to absolute shite. It goes back to what David always tells you though, doesn't it? Like even when you think you've got it, you haven't. Yeah. You're just getting away with it. Yeah, it's it. You know what? It's motivated me more than ever to work on my game because I absolutely embarrassed myself. For any new listeners, listening, go back to episode one and you'll hear <laughs> you'll, hear, <laughs> you'll hear a current theme of uh, me saying me the exact same and thing. Mark both saying the exact same thing. But it's like anyone, Fantastic, isn't it? We're isn't just it? human, aren't we? No, but to be honest, and obviously, I don't go and expect to play well. And I've made it clear on podcasts in the past that five isn't my handicap. I should be off between eight and ten at the moment because. Of the way I play, if I if I play half decent, I can break eighty. Um, if I play just normal and have a few bad holes, I'm between eighty three and eighty five. If I have a shocker, it can be anywhere between ninety and one hundred and fourteen, like we spoke about last week. Yeah. And if I play really, really well, and I could potentially be around the seventy five mark. So, the problem I've got, I'm standing on the tee, and I was saying this to Paul Howard on the final day because I played with Paul on the last day. I'm standing on the tee, and I just don't know where it's going. It could go left, it could go right, because he was saying to me, just either aim left and just try and imagine the shot, like a big cut, and just try and play it, or aim right and then, you know, play that ball. But, like, I've done that in the past, I've aimed right. So I was first off on the first day at London Lynx. It's a funny story, this. And, obviously, I've got... I'm known for my tee shots. They're quite wild. The rest of the game's all right, but the, the tee shots is what kills me. And I think... The world is right. If anyone's played London Links, it's basically the same as St. Andrews, but opposites. The first is down the left-hand side and the 18th is down the right-hand side. So going out of bounds right is the equivalent on the first of going out of bounds left at St. Andrews. So it's a good 50, 60 yards. Yeah. And I have just hit the... I've aimed down the right because left's dead. It's into the, into the sea because it's right on the coast, London Links. And I've hit this three woods. And honestly, I've aimed right thinking if I've got if I hit that pull, at least I'm gonna pull it back into the fairway. And if it's a bit of a block, at least it's gonna be in the eighteenth fairway. And if a good one, it's just gonna be down like because the fairways match so you don't go in the rough. There's in my head, it was impossible to hit a bad <laughs> shot. And I've just knocked this three wood right and everyone's laughing, you know, the what the scenes can be like on them trips. And honestly it's just like pitch and I'm going sit, sit, do not go out of bounds, do not go out of bounds. And when I've got up there it's like right on the line. No, oh. in play, like so. Obviously, we we go on, but to be honest, me and Dave played Harry and Luke first day. Harry and Luke shot four under better ball, gross. Uh, Dave played really well, and I actually played all right. Started off bad the first two or three holes, but actually started playing okay. To be honest, what's Dave off? Dave plays off four, right? So there's a couple of shots what's for Luke us. Off? Luke's off four, right. and Harry's plus two. Yeah, so we got them back to one down. Dave made a birdie on fifteen, and then we played down 16 me and Dave are on the green with a with a putt each and they haven't played yet and then Luke's just hit this shot it's like a it's a kick in bed we had to give me no way. and like, so we're, me and Dave are walking down the 16 thinking we've got them back now you know this is all square there's two to play we're flying and then he does that and then they end up being two up with two to play uh. half 17 so that lose that game and then um the Dukes by the way what a golf course on Where's day that? two it's is that you, the one you couldn't think of the name of? I it? couldn't think of the name of the yeah. Dukes. Yeah, I just assumed the Dukes was on one, as part of one of the courses on the on the the St Andrews complex, but it's not. It's literally up to the left. So if you're going down the road in St Andrews, you can go left towards the petrol station up towards the Marks and Spencers that way. 
and you go out the town, it's just up there. But honestly, it's like it's like it reminds me of Wentworth. Really, it's like a parkland course. Like the Everton's just like carpet. It's unbelievable. The, the clubhouse is just phenomenal. Doesn't get much speak about. It does doesn't it? know, and I was surprised. And is it was, a, what is it like a private course? Or a it is a private. It's yeah. a private course. Yeah, but um, me and Steve played Danny and Dale that day, and this is unbelievable. This so we're one up with five to play. Me and Steve again. I played half decent. Steve's played really well, um, and. I think Danny was one under to that, at that point, and um, Dale was playing all right as well. And then Dale's it's a bad tee shot, and then just got his ball back into play on. I want to say fourteen. He's got like a hundred and forty yards in. We're just short of the green for two. Both of us so in good shape, and he's just hold this nine iron from like one fifty. But it was unbelievable to watch. Like me and Steve were in front. And he was just like waiting to go to our ball and watch them play. He's, he plays this nice little cut, Dale. He's hit this cut and it's like landed left of the pin and had loads of side and a bit of backspin. And it just went bunk and you could hear it like hit the pin and go in. And we, we just went, yeah. We even went mad for him because obviously it's boss when that, that happened. Was didn't sick, it? Yeah. That got us back to all square. And then Dale just won the next two holes. They were two up then. Uh, they ended up winning two up on 18. Oh. So the first two days I've not, I've walked off the course and I haven't been. That disheartened, really. My game's yeah. being not as bad as it was Sunday, and then Sunday just fucking hell. <laughs> to be fair, Ray played well. I think Ray was two over, both off the same handicap, so there's no shots. Um, no, sorry, I got one shot off Ray because he was he was playing off five, I was playing off six. I got one shot, but I lost that all anyway. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, um, seven and six Ray's on me. What? God, and I was so angry on the course. But going back to what I was saying about Paul, Paul was telling me about um, playing these like. Just visual visualize it. So, first couple of holes, I'd gone with driver because I thought I'd hit the driver quite well the first two days. Just a couple of bad ones, but nothing. And then I just had this low left back again. So it low left on two, low left on three. Um, lost the golf ball, so I was two down through three holes. Then I hit a nine on the next one. On the fourth hole, there's like a little castle wall that goes in between the fourth and the fifth, the fifth of part three coming back down. Yeah. I've hit a four iron over the hill on the over the little wall on the right and all the lads are on the other hole. <laughs> so I was getting a, bit off, of, yeah. getting a bit of shit there as I go back up the other way. Um half that hole and then lost the par three. And I got onto the six and the sixes, I don't know if you remember it off the this is at the Torrance course. It's like the the seventh sorry, it's like the drivable Sixth of par five, half that. Seventh is the drivable par four where you so you can go straight over the corner. It's like 310. Oh, I know it. Just off watching the hero open on the telly. Oh, nah. no. Um, so I don't know how you and Ferguson shot nine under around there, by the way. What course The Torrance uh, Fairmont. Oh, the Fairmont. Oh. Yeah. That's where oh, we played nice. on the Sunday. So obviously. I've never heard the called that. The Torrance? Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. Fairmont. Fairmont, yeah. Because there's two courses on there, isn't there? Ah, uh, right, I see. Yeah, so we played the Torrance, which was the championship one. Don't you change countries there on me? <laughs> <laughs> no, so we, I, I've just hit a five iron down there, and then Paul stepped up, 3-10 into the wind, just knocked it, pitched right onto the green. Unbelievable, he, yeah? yeah. I was like, wow, what a shot. But then it was it was on that hole that he said to me, look, he said, what have you got in here? So I just hit a five iron off the tee. It's only a short one. It was into wind, so I just had a six iron in. It's like one fifty-five or something. I had in into the wind and slightly uphill. So I've just did this. He so it says to me, just visualize a shot. I said, right. You no, know what he said to me is play a punchy cut into this one. Just visualize that punchy cut. Keep your hands low, stay on top of it, and just punch it in. Feel like you're cutting it. So I did, and you should have seen the shot. Perfect. Like this big cut. You can do that. Remember, you were doing it with your putter, and yeah. you visualize it, and you talk about it, and you talk, and you and you're picking it on the remember on the YouTube channel. And then you went and you done it with your driver and you started ripping it. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, I think I just need to. What just I'm going to work on. Yeah, what I'm going to work on. But obviously, just to conclude, Scotland, the youngies won again. Um, so they're two one up now in the series. We won the first one. They've won the last two. It was quite close. They won nine seven in the end. Or yeah, and then it was quite close. To be honest, if we would have won two matches or one match, it would have been equal or something. So it was quite All close right. in the end. And there was a couple of matches where we were two up in a couple of different matches throughout the week and over the last like five or six holes they've ended up winning it or getting a half so it was a close one similar to the President's Cup which we will come on to I know it, it was a large score difference in the end but it could have been different couldn't it oh yeah with a few of the few of the, the way the scores went but 
unbelievable trip. Yeah, can't wait to go back again next year. What a place that is, Golfers Paradise. We've got great weather as well, um, great company. And I was seeing you rocking around in your shorts. I was playing SNA freezing. Yeah, no, it was cold. Oh, that Fairmont's freezing. Shorts oh. was a bad shout. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. I thought it looked a bad shout. <laughs> Someone had a woolly hat on and you had shorts, and I was like, are they in different places there? <laughs> well, Paul had the, like one of them snooze on, woolly hat. He had his um, waterproofs on and everything. Keep, keep him warm. I was just bouncing around in a little T-shirt and shorts. T-shirt and shorts, ain't Fantastic. But no, what a trip. Can't wait to go back again next year. Uh, well, I played your place today. Go on. And into the third, flags at the back, 164, into the wind. Like, thought, I don't know, I was just in the, like, in the first court, like, not, not sitting on much, do you know what I mean? And I've hit this 9-9, and it's pitched about 10 yards over the flag, went about 30 yards into the trees. I was like, wow. And Dave was like, what have you hit there, 7-9 or something? And I was like, 9-9-9? Nine, nine, nine. And he was like, what? He's like, what are you even in a 9-9 nine, nine for anyway? It's like, it's the, like... It was playing at least 170 with odds with the wind. Yeah. So I was like, I was mad that. Anyway, going on to um on six, I had one forty into the um and then the wind had switched again. So into one forty yeah. and it's pitched a bit nine again and it's pitched over the path into the next lot of shite. Oh, you don't want to be over the back on six either. No, no, I remember we've talked about yeah, this. That's... But the flag was at the front, and I've got 140 flag, and I've pitched it at least 50 yards over me where I wanted to pitch it. As the wind switched to, I don't know what's going on, but like, I reckon... To be helping you. Two of them, nine, nine between them, probably about 400 yards. Like, they, everyone was like, how are you sure you're not in six there? <laughs> like, it, it, like, it was unbelievable. So, what, yeah. I don't know, strange, just how it? far it was. It was just mental. Yeah, and you were in the fairway, not catching flyers, no? No, no. Well, the, the second one was in the rough, but, like, the first one wasn't. But the, the second one was in a bad lie. Which put down to, that down to because you had a lesson with David, didn't you? So, do you think you've... I don't know whether I've just, like, got the technique down or, like... You've not swaying off the because you're bad one when you haven't been for a while. Well, swaying that's off the why ball, I, isn't it? a lot of people couldn't couldn't really understand why I put the real slim shady. Please stand up on the thing, and it's only a couple of inches. But like, if you actually watch the video from behind, like I'm there, and then I'll come like that, and it's a good bit of what, like you you come like, off the ground. I literally, instead of going turning, I stand up to lengthen my swing, and then my heels come off the floor, and it, it was all over the place. But got me sorted there. I probably shouldn't have really been out on the course today. Should the done a range session it's 100 balls 200 balls and just bedded it in but yeah. I was 8 over through 8 and I was just I lost the ball on the left of 8 somewhere 8 over no man's eight. land been and there then, before and then to be honest then I, uh, I was only either put on the last for birdie to shoot level par from there so it was I got it so back shot, what shot 9 over in total 9 over total that's yeah. not too bad yeah no I had 3 doubles in a row as well not too bad then, really. And then, yeah, and then two nine nines just going and didn't hold a thing again, as usual. As usual. Terrible. Terrible. But um, I think this calls for a bit of accountability, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. For me. And I think I need to just like, be accountable. When was for... the time you went in and seen Dave? Like, what, was, what are you working on? Like, I. Well, nothing. This is the problem. Yeah. Back, you can go backwards when you are working on something but, as well. I think it's pretty clear from the way I play. I'm I'm a I'm a field golfer, aren't I? Yeah. When I'm when I'm not practicing and not playing, I just feel my way around the course. And if I sort of get the time and right, it'll go good. And if I don't, it can go anywhere. And that's where where I'm at at the moment. I think I just need to because I'm a field golfer. When I go to the driving range, I will hit balls and just have a a, a position thought. So I just I'll get to the top of my swing and I'll say right if I feel as though I'm laying it off or extending the back swing slightly. That yeah, strike how was many good. times have you been into David and he said, "Is that what you feel like?" And when he shows you, it's just, it's wrong. No, I know, but what I'm saying is, when I don't go to see him in order to get the ball off the ground and straight or get some sort of consistent shape because I haven't got time to go to the range or whatever, then that's what I work on. I work on getting a feeling. Just if I'm hitting fifty balls before I go out, get a feeling where, like, if I hit a shot and that'll go. Straight left, I'll go right, okay. At the next one, I'll try and lay it off a bit more at the top or extend the backswing a bit slightly so I feel a bit uncomfortable. And then that'll be my feel for the day. Do you know, just to sit, what? What for? Just to sit, just to get it round the golf course. Oh. That's what I'm saying. So 
I can't continue to play like that, is what I'm no, saying. No, I've got to say, yes. No, yeah, but what I'm trying to get at is because I'm not having the time to go and work on something, or I'm not making time to go and work on something and prioritise other things, I'm turning up and I'm just trying to find something that works for that one day so yeah. I can half enjoy it. But then, you know, you know, like anything, if you get a couple of good shots, you just think naturally it's going to continue and you forget what you were doing to make them shots go good anyway. Yeah. So I think this is where I just need the accountability now. Where we over the to winter, smash it through the winter, don't we? That's the main thing. Yeah, because it did embarrass me that seven and six. It's not until like you know we shot two over at that point, and he did play really well, Ray. So I know I played awful, but. It, it, the seven and six because he played well. If he'd have played half a bit bad, it might it might have been a closer game or whatever. But he was literally just winning hole after hole, and it was destroying me. I was like, oh, give me something. Well, uh, speaking about Dave, Dave, I forgot to mention him. He, he was four under through the front nine. Eagled the eight, eagled the seventh, pad the eighth, and then pad the ninth. He was four under, and we were six down. <laughs> You got seven and six then? No, five and four. I held the 20 foot at half the 14th. Makes me feel a little bit better then. Right. Let's mm-hmm. go on to golf news then from us straight on to golf news. What golf have you got? News. So, live, bit of live news. The team element's been released, hasn't it, in Miami about what's going to yeah. go it, down there. Have you got it there? Has it changed much since we went through it last time? I've got the, the money. I just was looking at the money there. It was 16 million first prize divided by the four. But one thing I was asking is, if there's other players that have played in the team, how do they? Where how do they do it? Like if there's what if there's six players that have played in the in the over the course of the year? Well, they, yeah, but they've only contributed towards something at the beginning. I think the last four is it the last three tournaments the teams have been cemented, haven't they? Quite pretty similar, yeah. So them teams are going to go into the match play, and they're going to be the ones who'll decide because once it goes to match play, it's straight knockout, isn't it? So if you if you if you're say Majestics for example don't get the buy into the second round because they're outside the top four, say, and they win all their games, they will win the trophy. Yeah. And Stenson only come in late to that team, didn't he? So it's like, but I think because Stenson's part of that and team. And what about Bubba Watson, who's like a non-playing cat? They'll probably just won't div- get There's that much dough flying around. They just div you up, won't yeah, they? Yeah, you have a mill. So the format is the quarterfinals on the 28th of October. The top four teams will receive buys. Yeah. So that hasn't changed. No, the highest ranked teams get to pick their matches. That has changed. 32 players from eight teams will compete in a shotgun start. That has changed that one because what it was was the lowest ranked team who got through to the second round played the highest ranked team. Yeah. Yeah. So what you just say, I'll have use. So I would say that four aces, if they're ranked number one, will get the first pick of the four that go through. Mad. Be funny to see what you pick, will it? Like, I know. Yeah. Shite. That's what it, it's a bit like disrespectful. Then if you lose, big pressure, isn't it? It's definitely. Yeah. Uh, each team. Do you know what's? Fu- Let me just explain something there, right? So we changed up the singles draw at St Andrews. This is funny. This bit, the way it worked was, the youngies would pick a player to represent their team, and then the oldies captain Gary would then pick somebody to play against him, and then Gary would rep- pick a representative from the old East team, and then the youngies would pick someone. Like that, ah, so, I see, yeah. so then they could choose who they want to go up against. We changed it instead of just we done it in order last time, but we said just to make the matches a bit more competitive. It's if fun you fancy, though, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah, if you fa- well, that's exactly what I've done. So it got to the last couple of picks. There was me, Steve, Ray, and Joe left, and they picked Ray. I went, Give me him. Like that. And you got seven and six. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my I, was saying, God. I was saying to him going down like 15. I said, <laughs> I said, you can't say give me them to someone and get seven and six. No, nah, you? you've got to go out and you've beat got them to up. have a yeah. So that was a regret, but that was just when you were saying about that. No, give me what I mean, seven and six. You've, you've automatically piled the pressure on your shoulders, haven't you? By yeah. by wanting it. No, it's fucking madness. But <laughs> forgot about that. So each team matchup, there will be three matches, two single matches, and one alternate shot. And then the matches will be played until a winner is determined. So there's no so half. three single matches and one alternate shot. Yeah. Two single matches and one alternate shot or three? Two single matches and one alternate Did I say three? I don't know. You might have done. Well, either way, it's two single two single matches and one alternate shot. Right, yeah. So, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, there'll be three. Yeah, so in each team matchup, there'll be, there'll be three matches, two single matches and one alternate shot. Yeah, between yeah. the four players, yeah. Yeah, between the four players. And then the championship round on the 30th of October, four teams compete in a shotgun start round of stroke play. 
that that's what it was going to be anyway, wasn't it? Or was it? No, it was going to be match play right to the end. Right. Stroke play, 16 players will compete in twosomes. All four scores count towards the team score with the lowest team total wins. Oh, they go out in twosomes? We'll compete in twosomes, it says, yeah. That's what, that's what it says on the thing. Okay, so they go out in twos with a shotgun start. Yeah. 16 teams, is it? 16 players. Because there's, so there's only four teams. So there'll be eight groups. Yeah. Shotgun start. And then all four all four scores count towards the team score. All four. That'd yeah, be interesting. That's, uh, that's, the, that's the kicker. Pat Perez is time to shine there, isn't it? It's funny that video last week. It's like, yeah. listen, Pat, if you didn't sort your put out. <laughs> so that's it, basically. That's that's being announced. That's what they're doing. 16 million, eight, uh, 10 million, 8 million. Good, yeah. And I think the last place is going to get a mil. Yeah. I'll get a million, yeah. So just shoving dough down hate, everyone's hate. throat, aren't they? Well, of the, of a lot of hate on the Instagram for that. A lot of hate. A lot of hate going around, yeah. There always is going to be. I think there's still that. Haters going hate and potatoes going potato. Yeah. Henrik Stenson's been dropped by the Swedish Golf Federation. For his... I honestly am really pissed off about that. Yeah. I, I just don't understand how it's take, why it's taking them so long. What is Swedish golf? Obviously, from a male standpoint, who else is there from Swedish golf, really, apart from Henrik Stenson? Look what he's done with the, all the junior stuff. Look what he's done with the mixed event. The disabled golf. Like, the disabled golf. How much money over the years, Jack, and he's actually put in through foundations and all that stuff. And what he's won as well. What he's won, it made a chance. It's a disgrace. Yeah, it's not the best. What they've come out with. I demand me dough back. <laughs> Honestly, I would. Be... Well, what's interesting, I'll tell you what they've said, and then what... Um, Henrik said as well, or Henrik's spokesperson, I'm not quite sure, but Gunnar Hackensen, who's the Swedish Federation's Secretary General, he said, we believe that Henrik, given his involvement with Live Golf, can no longer act as a role model for Swedish junior golfers. Why? It's a, it's difficult to, to know, but that's what he's saying, that Henrik, right now, while he's with Liv, can no longer act as a role model for Swedish junior golfers. Henrik said... Naturally, we are disappointed that the SGF feel that our commitment and, and financial support via the Henrik Stenson Foundation is no longer wanted, but this will in no way impact our drive to develop junior and para golf um, in Sweden. Yeah, so we can just take that fed, the Swedish Golf Federation and just start his own. So He's already got his own, hasn't he? He's got the Henrik Stenson Foundation, but obviously everything he does goes towards the Swedish um, Golf Federation. So it's just, uh, like, it's, a, it's just another divide in golf, isn't it? Like, well, he said he's just going to continue with his foundation to continue to uh, be a role model for Swedish golfers, but well, just the Swedish Golf Federation are saying you're not representing us. It's like Bryson building a sports centre, building a complex, doing his local neighbourhood up, taking like what will be shady money. That's what the whole big argument is, isn't it? And it's creating foundations and building blocks and like cornerstones of communities where there's like HV3, he's done the same. So for... Them to like part ways with with Stenson. It's like surely they're not looking at the bigger picture of what he's done or what he could do in the future. Yeah, and you've got to look at Henrik Stenson as a person. The fact that he's set up a foundation and he's done that in the past shows you everything you need to know about a person. Oh yeah. If he's going out and he's doing that, it shows you that he cares and he wants Swedish golf to be where it is now. All right, he's getting paid a lot more money than he has done in the past. When you talk about prize money, but by all accounts. If the past is anything to go by, it's that better. money's going to be pushed straight into exactly. the foundation and doing more for it. So it is a strange one. Um, it's something that we've seen a lot. But what was interesting, Rory's come out and said that he thinks that it's probably time for them to sit down. Who? PJ and Liv. Like, honestly, is he literally, what is wrong with him? Let me fact check that. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, Rory believes rival tour divisions can be resolved. The ball is in their court when it comes to resolving disputes between Live Golf and the PGA and European tours. Oh, it's funny that, isn't it? The week after Greg Norman says, uh, we have no plan to sit down with Liv. That's like when you're arguing with your bird, she slams the door in your face and, and then you say, I, didn't want to, I wasn't coming in that room anyway. What? <laughs> 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 like, That's madness. Yeah, so... Again, I think it's it's getting to a point now where we've said this repeatedly in the weeks. Liv's model will be Liv's model. PJ Tours model will be PJ Tours model. 
But while you've got the uncertainty around the world ranking points and the uncertainty of these type of players getting into the mass the, the majors, that's gonna work. That's where golf's gonna be impacted because you're gonna see some of the best players in the world who are gonna be playing on live and playing consistently, albeit 54 holes. They are gonna be playing a 14 tournament schedule with potentially four majors. So it's gonna be a full schedule. They're gonna be at the at the peak and at the best. So I think what's interesting as well, what Rory said in his in one of his statements is that he doesn't want to see the best players not be reflected in the world ranking system. So if you look at somebody like DJ, if DJ gets to that round 100 in the world, it's obvious that that's not right for where he is as an ability, but there's rules in place. Yeah, well. And there's criteria. It's just one, that's just, it's one of them, isn't it? It's, until they get the world ranking, it's not never going to reflect, is it? It ruins the whole thing. Well, that's it. Yeah, you are, you're going to, you're going to have that divide. And I think the it way the world... change the word world. The way the world rank can put, yeah. The way not, the world rank the world, is it? I know. And if you look at... Uh, we'll come on to... I've got some stats about the Sanderson Farms. Uh, world rank points compared to other tours as well. And, you know, there's a lot... The the world rank points now are situated to stay on the PJ Tour. So if you're playing the PJ oh, Tour, course, yeah. you're going you're gonna to maintain your position. And we've talked about that over the weeks <clears> gone by with... Obviously, you and getting eight points for, for winning a tournament. So, um, staying on the live saga, um, news came out yesterday that Live Golf are nearing a cable TV deal with Fox, but they're paying for it themselves supposedly. So normally the TV networks will pay for you to come on the channel, but Liver. See, I had the thing that like YouTube is just as good. No adverts, just chilled. It is, but people aren't used to watching live telly through YouTube, are they? No, but really, you, you can get used it to hasn't it, got, can't you? you can, but it hasn't got that concept. So it's you put your, with live telly and live sports, you watch it on Fox, NBC, if you're in America, or Sky Sports over here, BT Sports over here. That's where you watch your sport, isn't it? You don't really go on YouTube to watch it. No, no, but I just I thought it was nice. It is, but I just don't think that they're getting as many views as they could because the concept's not there. No, of course. So that's the only problem. But what was what was it's obviously this is something that came out from Golf Week. It was posted by Golf Week uh, on Tuesday night and it was um it was citing multiple unnamed sources. So take it with a pinch of salt, but basically Live Golf is near in the deal uh, that I could purchase its own airtime on Fox Sports One. So it could eventually we'll see get what, see it. what comes of that. Yeah, definitely. There's another bit of a pinch of salt rumour going around that a couple of the big players, big, I don't know how big, big is, but agents have come out and said that they're doing the maths of what's happened to, say, Ortiz, DJ Smith, or maybe like a Bryson, to see where they've fell since joining Live. So they're going to do the maths and work out that if they, when they go to Live, if they can still definitely play the 2024 majors, if they go in 2023, they want to remain in the top 50. Do you mean players who decide to go next year? Yeah. So they're saying, so obviously if it's if it's a player who's hoping to stay in the top 50 over a full season, they've got to be in the top 10, haven't they? Well, yeah, because DJ was in the top 10, wasn't he, when he went? Bryson was just, was Bryson 16 he at was the time, actually, one, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. So they've been keeping an eye on how it all went. It says players and their agents are doing the math at the moment and by going to live in 2023, can they still play all four majors in 22 and 23, regardless of what Liv sorts out with the World Golf Rankings? So it's got to yeah. be a high-ranked players. That's to be thinking that. If you're 20 or 30, if you're definitely dropping out, aren't you? And you know what? They're all mates. So like, if somebody who's close to DJ picks up the phone and gives him a ring and says, look, DJ, what's it like there? DJ's going to be honest with him. Isn't he? He's going to say... You can see what it's like. Private jets to whatever you want, mate. <laughs> Living the good life. Have you got any more golf news? Yeah, but I was going to use it as me bogey. Okay. So a few live players have took the name off the lawsuit. Well, they all have now, apart from Deshambo and Uline. They're the only two left. So they've all. T- I thought there was four left. No, another two have taken it off. Right. Okay. So, and you would imagine Bryson and Uline are going to. I'm just gonna go out on their own, aren't they? Probably. I can probably imagine haven't. Bryson too. Yeah, represent oh. himself, and they probably studied law <laughs> and he in between us. Probably, yeah. Long drive That's contest. A test. Would you want to move on to that time again? Then go on then. It's that time again, y'all. The birdie boogie bust. The birdie boogie bust. Birdie boogie bust. Okay, so what's your birdie? My birdie is Christine Wolf. 
Do you know who she is? No idea. She's an Austrian golfer, professional golfer. Yeah. 33, turned pro in 2012. And she come back this weekend, shot a um, top five at the Irish, the KPMG oh, Irish, yeah. Yeah, and the LET. But she just come back from a couple of months backpacking through South America. Sick. And like, I was just like, what a belter. You just don't hear about like it's anything. a bit of you then, isn't it? Backpacking yeah. in South America. Yeah, that is a bit of me. Like, And it's just the fact of like, Quitting it for the season and just or like a, a couple of weeks and just writing them right in the thick of things and just getting off and just coming back and finishing top five. Brilliant. Belter. Brilliant. She's not young, she... 33. Yeah. She's probably got to that age, hasn't she? In the early 30s and said, Do you know what? I'm gonna live my life a bit. Now or never. Now or never, exactly. Well, I just thought it was a boss little thing, just to like just thought it was boss. Nice birdie, yeah. Nice birdie. My birdie is Tom Kim's arrival. Oh. What the scenes he created there, man. It's so good, wasn't it? When you think about unheard of golfer, obviously starts making his name around the Scottish Open, obviously wins as a young Asian tour golfer, didn't he, at 19? Yeah. Comes over, gets his place in the Scottish Open, his position in the Scottish Open, qualifies him for the Open, and then obviously just goes on from there, wins on the PJ Tour. With a quad. On the first. Yeah, on the quad on the first. And then his nickname, the fact he can speak so many different languages, the lad's only 20 years of age. And to turn up with, obviously, a nation on your shoulder, really, isn't it? Like a high expectations. And to do what he done was just phenomenal. No, it was. It's boss. And uh, welcome. Hello, world. Hello, as world. As I would say. Yeah. Hello, world. Talk about hello, world. Hello, world part two is happening, potentially. I know. Is that golf news or what? That's got to be golf news, and it's Charlie. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> Charlie Woods, wow. I know uh, there's a bit of a media, like, a bit of hate around it, saying, oh, he shot 81st round, he come 11th, like, interview some more of the kids. and But, like, without him playing, no one knows that tournament's even on, do they? Yeah, well, that's them same people. What other junior tournaments were on at the same time? And uh, who won who, them? Who, 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 who are the other juniors? Well, that's like, Char- Charlie Woods is shining a light on. Junior golf like Tiger's on the bag. Listen, Tiger Woods is the number one person in golf. Moves all the needles, brought all the money. We spoke about it plenty of times. If his son shoots a sixty-eight, it's news, mate. With a, like a lift at the rim for Albatross. Yeah, Tiger's clubbed him there. <laughs> Charlie even says like a couple of times, like I would have been lost without Dad because he told me what to do and he put me in a, a right spot and told, told me how to. Do things and like. Well, you're learning from the greatest ever, arguably. Imagine having a tiger in the bag for a round. Imagine round-like. it though. Like, wow. We're going to next see them together, aren't we? At the PNC. Oh, God. Tiger to, yeah. all being well, obviously. So I think last year he was, he was more like a baby just arriving on the scene and he just seems to have grown up over 12 months, doesn't he? I know. Bizarre I hope John Daly doesn't ruin it again. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mind, JD. You've like 12 and 12 babies in a row, ain't they? They did, yeah. It's great. Watch oh, that one. Looking word. forward to that one, yeah. But that was. um. Tom Kim's arrival was my birdie, just the celebrations on 18 when he held that win and put to get a point for the international team. And we'll come on to the President's Cup after this. But um, yeah, just it's just it's exciting to see what comes of it. Right. What's your bogey? Well, it was the players pulling out of the lawsuits. It's like, why even start it? Oh, we're going to sue you for defamation of character. It's like, defamation of character, you're getting called a wanker. <laughs> and you are a wanker, so just accept it. Yeah. Don't sue someone because you get because you don't like their opinion of you. Like no. defamation of character is one of the worst things I've ever heard of. I know. But the lawsuit then pulling out, like the reason that they've all pulled out is the domino effect from Mickelson pulling out because they can't use none of Mickelson's statements and and his. He's the ringleader, one. He? he was the, he's the first. He's person. the one with all the inside information and everything. Yeah. So, but I said I said weeks ago, like this lawsuit is no good for golf. What's the point if you no, chose live? Not. If you chose live and you're one of the 48 and you're settled in a team, next year you've got a full schedule, which is paying a lot more money than the schedule that you play on the PGA Tour. So you think that it's acceptable for you to go and do that and then just go and play on the on the players and just yeah. turn up and play on the players? No. Go and play the majors. Let the PGA Tour play their tournaments. And the players is a scheduled tour on the PGA Tour. So let them play that. Let the live players play this. There's plenty of unbelievable golfers on both tours. Everyone meet at the majors. I know, but I think at that time, they didn't realise the DP World were probably going to be so hosting where they could meet. And then they didn't realise how good Liv was going to be. 
And so you think the fact that they can still Arf, play like, DP and Asian tour? Oh no, I think Divaf tours like tried to keep the door open, and then like you know, you know, when you're like, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. When you're between two things, and you're like, you want it all. Yeah, you wanted the cake and eat it basically, but now you realise that the said. cake is unbelievable over that side as well. <laughs> I, I believe extra whipped cream on the cake yeah, over there, oh, definitely sprinkles and thousands <laughs> and all. <laughs> Um, my bogey is news that's broke today. The Euro Pro Tour oh, is ending wow. after 20 years as a feeder tour. Is that what goes on there? Obviously, given the the way that everything's changing, the, the global landscape of golf's changing, it's just not feasible for them to carry it on, really. So what happens to all these unbelievable players on it? Well, this is a, this is gonna, this is where golf's at an interesting time. Um, it's time it's for the Bogey Boys Tour. Appear on points. Appear on... Sponsored by a peer on everyone has to wear our clothes. Yeah. And we'll pay you just play for free for now until we get some sponsors, but yeah. We'll try and get you I some sponsors. We'll like five ton each, everyone plays to divvy the pot up. Boom. Storm be all next Wednesday. <laughs> Meet <laughs> us there. It'll be square. We'll do a shotgun start. Well it's it's one of them. It, it, it is open for each region. It's it is sad because twenty plus years of a tour and the tours as seeing players pass through it, like Tommy Fleetwood, um, Louis, Louis stays in Tittle Hatton. Louis stays and played on the Euro Pro. Yeah, they've all passed through that tour, yeah. Wow. If you look at now, the way the DP World Tour is set up, where we spoke last week, didn't we? The top 10 players in the DP are then going to the PJ Tour. It's like an extra level to get you there to the top. Well, I, do you know what? Last week I did say, like when you're on the Euro Pro, you're just that step, you're further away, aren't you? It's always been that age-old saying, isn't it? Like, the prize money is top heavy everywhere, isn't it? Yeah. So you win a tournament, you get, you do well. You get ten grand on the Euro Pro. You finish outside the top ten. You're lucky to get the money that you've it's cost you to turn up. I think it's because Kenya texts me saying I'm going to have a go at the Euro Pro and they were scared because he won the the North Region Order of Merit. Did it? He? Yeah. Congrats, Paul. Yeah. Well, sir. Sean's just won an event as well. I see. Yeah, it's been in Wales. Congratulating them. Yeah. So, um, it'd be interesting time. Obviously, you've got the Clutch Tour. Which has done, which has done some things for the challenge tour starts. You've got the 2020 tour, uh, Chris Hansen's tour, which is just getting started as well. So there uh, is yeah. there needs to be another little tour around here, like the Piron tour. Yeah, let's do it. I think we should put one out there. Let's make a promise. I think we should start it with just like four ball. Hayden, Kinnear, Dave, and Slats or something. <laughs> Slats, yeah, go for the European tour player. Isn't it? <laughs> nah, right, yeah, definitely. I'll um. Yeah, let's let's come back to that. What's your <laughs> you haven't bust? got that much going on, really, have we? Not so? really, no. <laughs> my bust. Oh my god! Here we go. Right. What have you got? How? I don't. You know it. I've been in Scotland for four days. Oh yeah. Thomas Peters. He still doesn't know it. What's he done? Oh my god! So he's over a putt. Yeah. And takes his practice swings, puts his club behind the ball, takes his club back, pulls out of the putt. Hits the post about four foot, maybe a bit less, and goes, I didn't mean to hit that. Oh, yeah, I'd have seen this, yeah. Didn't mean to hit it? Yeah, well, what just... were you meaning to do then? <laughs> <laughs> like, why weren't you still doing your practice swings I, a yard away from we it? We were talking about this in Scotland, because I remember it, but yeah, brought up, yeah. I was a few beers in, though, so. Like, what if happens? you can tell me what he meant, he got a fucking free drop. Free what? back, replayed it for free. Is that all you have the, to do? The ref come over and was like, "Oh, did so you didn't you set up and you and you was practicing? Is it yeah? And you didn't mean attempt to say no, no. I I done it and then I heard the cough and I, I pulled it. But I I I was thinking I was like, well, no, I'm going to minute. And even Mark Rowe was like, hey, at this point, I just don't think this is the right ruling. And I was like, it's fucking not. Like if he didn't mean to hit that ball, why wasn't he still away from it? He'd set up and he had a, a strike at it. And how close was the cough to the impact? Well, like on on it, like on impact, he yeah. hit the cough and stepped away. Yeah. So he has meant to hit it. He's just been put off. Yeah. So it's it is him saying that I've not meant to hit it. He just needs to say that fella who coughs put me off. But it's... he's he's duffed the post basically. Oh yeah. And the ref comes over. Another ref comes over, like these French refs, and he says it, and he's like, "Okay, replay, no penalty." And like, what's the playing partners thing? I think I honestly think it was you and you know. Was just looking over. Rasmus Hoygaard 
was having a bit of a stinker, wasn't he? He, he had a, a real, obviously real, after your bus, we'll come on to the to what happened in France, but it could he, he was he was second at that point. Yeah, it's not like he's he's not challenging. He could have went on and won that, and that's that's a Patrick Reed here. It's a tough one to call, isn't it? Because you wouldn't say. Have you Thomas seen it? Peters? No, I, I have seen it. Yeah, but you would. I was like, "Be your goggles were on." I do remember it. Yeah, I have seen it. But yeah, when you're judging characters, now Thomas Peters doesn't seem the type to bend the rule in his favour. But that is a bit. No, he doesn't. But he did. Okay, so my bust, bust. is, um, given the Presidents Cup, which we will come on to now. Um, obviously the arrival of Tom Kim, which was me birdie. I just think that live players not being allowed to play in the President's Cup um, was just a catastrophe for what could have seen the international team win for the first time in nine years there. Yeah, well, how close was it anyway? Well, this is what I'm saying. Like, you look at the... Well, we'll come on to the... We'll come on to the President's Cup now and I'll continue my bust as we go. So, obviously, the Americans looking like they're walking away from it, aren't they? They're leading 8-2 and then 10-4. After the third session, you're thinking, you know, six, there's not, not much that they can do. Now, you think of the calibre of players in the USA team from a world ranking perspective, how some of the partnerships were going on. You've got Zander and Cantley, Spieth and Thomas, you know. Um, well, it's, the, 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 it's basically the world's top whatever, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Take so, the Europeans out. Well, that's it. You look at that and then eight of the first ten matches went to the 17th hole. Yeah. But the Americans only lost one of them. Yeah. In the end, they won five, half two, lost one of those eight or eight matches. You know, a couple of them games go the other way. Like I was mentioning with with us in in Scotland, of course, yeah. It completely it completely changed the scope of the score, and I think it it was just missing a couple of players like Anser Ortiz, you know, Louis Stays and Cam Smith. You well, know, if yeah, you, if you put them players back into the original world rankings where they should be, like they're all ranked higher than every player on the international team. Exactly, yeah. So like the, who, who was the highest ranked player? Sung on the JM. international team, Matsuyama, maybe. Matsuyama or Sung JM, yeah. Yeah. Like, obviously, you've got Cam Smith, Cam Smith, Neiman. Like, Answer was up, flying up the rankings, wasn't he? With yeah. like a couple of win, a win or whatever on the PGA. Exactly. So, my bust, and we'll continue on the President's Cup, was just that, you know, that's that pettiness as, and the, the, re, the decision to do that has ruined what was an amazing President's Cup but could have been unforgettable if you'd had a few more of the big names in there. Like you could have, like, let's move on to the President's Cup now, as you exactly carrying on from your bust, I totally agree. You could have put your whole world on the USA to win the President's Cup and you're not losing, are you? It's, they were never losing. No, definitely not. And the the bookies showed that as well. Like There was no way anybody seen... That international team winning, but like I said before, if you put three or four of those top class players from Live that we've spoke about onto that international team, you've got something like Ryder Cups in the past. Oh, of course, you've got like a really, really competitive tournament going on. A million percent. So, and even when the tide, so as we're moving on to like the the la- onto the singles, or like even when the the last the day before. The tide started shifting a bit, like the like that Tom Kim holding that putt, Sung JM getting a point, like the way they were coming through, and and the 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 tide was switching. If you've got someone like a Cam Smith who's already got you another two three points in the bag, it's a or a if, or yeah. a Wackingham Neiman, yeah, to partner instead of like a Ben Zedin or a Pendrith, it's like yeah, and you want to see yeah, and you want to see those players, those top players in these type of competitions, and that's why I hope that they don't. Make a decision to not allow the, the any of the top players who are and live. I don't think there is going to be any really Europeans uh, playing the Ryder Cup, but particularly Americans. You know what I mean. You'd like to see DJ at the Ryder Cup, wouldn't you? It's Potentially Bryson, it? but it's not happening. But it's a shame, really. But I think more so the international unless, team. Unless um, who's the Ryder Cup captain for USA? Davis Love. No, Zach Johnson. Zach Johnson. Oh, Davis Love, the captain then. Then. President's Cup, yeah. Yeah, so Zach Johnson, unless Zach Johnson's a gangster. <laughs> well, you know, he is my namesake, like, so. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, son. Like, yeah, it all depends on how it does, much yeah. balls you've got, because as Lowry said a few weeks ago, went with, that they've got to rely on a pick. Yeah, that's it. So, I mean, and if you look at President's Cup in years to come, 
obviously Tom Kim's a a um, student of the Asian tour, and he, do you know what I mean? He's come from the Asian tour, played there, and come through the normal route. Not not a normal route, really, is it for 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 most of not them? Not that quick, I wouldn't say. Not that quick, no. So you know that gives you an indication of the talent that's coming through in Asia now on the oh, Asian tour at that age. It could be a one-off. It could be, but unlikely. Do you know what I mean? There's no. going to be a lot more coming through. Right. Like golf in Asia has been on the rise, like. For a while, but in the masses, they're gonna start coming now. Exactly, like that fourteen-year-old yeah. kid who made the cut, youngest ever. Yeah, like it's it, it's on the rise. It is. I just want to know where, like, where you go for them personality transplants, like some GMs. <laughs> See him partying, <laughs> like Gangnam Style and all Brilliant, that. Like, it doesn't say boo to a goose, does he? No, no. But maybe that's what. Um, it was it the other day. And he was like, oh, I feel lonely out here. I'm the only Afi Mara. Yeah. So when they've got another Korean around them, like the, he's, you could see the difference in like yeah. the atmosphere and the, like you can speak your native tongue. Yeah, like, and you just, you, they obviously brought out the best in both of them, didn't they? Well, one thing that you could see from that President's Cup throughout the, the, the days of playing the tournament and even in the after party after and in the press conferences, the camaraderie in both teams was oh, phenomenal. Yeah. One. There was no, animosity between any players. I know in Ryder Cups gone by, there's always been like, Patrick Reed doesn't really go on with him or Bryson had some beef with Kepke. Like that has completely stopped now. Yeah. It doesn't seem like, it looks like that, that American team in particular, like you just got to look at how well Max Homer played, Jordan Spieth, five wins out of five. Well, you that, know, it, and you know, Spieth's never won a singles in the Ryder Cup or the President's Cup yeah, ever. And he just finally broke the duct. Exactly. And it just shows like that's where the American team are going to be a force to reckon with. They haven't won in Europe since 1993. They're coming to Rome with what's probably going to be a very similar team. Maybe you could maybe change a couple depending on who comes through, etc. But it's exciting for for the American team. You think of how close they all are, what they've got, and it's exciting for the the international team as well because you think of I know I mentioned Amy Bust was them not coming not allowing them to play but you add a couple more superstars from the Asian Tour who come through to the PJ Tour then you've got a you could potentially argue the President's Cup could take over the Ryder Cup in years to come Statement Statement <laughs> could get edited out that <laughs> <laughs> but you know what like they should have a America versus if America do keep bullying them like and they bully the international team then they bully the Ryder but Cup like they bully does in they bully does at Whistling Straits, but they didn't bully the international team there. That's what I mean. But so they did win, didn't they? And then if they bully us again, then bully them. It's like, right, should we like team up here? Let's get together, yeah. <laughs> like uh, America versus rest of the world. Yeah. No, be interesting. So obviously that's it now for a. Is it next year or is it two years again? Because I know we had to break this one. Didn't have one last. I time. think it's two years, isn't it? Is it two years Bi-annually, again? Yeah. Isn't it? See, Kevin, Kevin, what was good as well, he's like, Kevin Kistner's like, I'm not the best player, but I am the best party. Like, I'm like, he's a load of lightweights and that. <laughs> Did he say Did something? He... Said one of the, um, one of the international players is a cagely, I think he says, you're a good looking person and all that. Yeah. And then he goes, you're an ugly motherfucker to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's and he's just sick... laughing his head off. <clears throat> he's a sick man, Kistner. Brilliant, brilliant. Right. Because who opened to France then? Right. Should have really been a formality wire-to-wire for Rasmus Hoygaard. What was he doing with that eight? What happened there? Like, what has gone on? He's put three balls in the water. I know. I and know. then held, like, a 15-footer for an eight. And I know what's gone on there, because I do it a lot, but <laughs> yeah. for somebody of his calibre. Someone of his calibre, just hit yeah. it longer, the pin, and just get be done with it. It could be foot off the gas, because he's got such a commanding lead, you just don't know. Speaking of foot off the gas, have you noticed he takes his... Taps his left foot every swing. Yeah. Mad that, isn't it? Yeah, like his little tick. Yeah, well, Jack Nicholas used to move his neck, didn't he? Did he, yeah. So he move his head off the ball when he used to swing, yeah. Similar to myself. But as we, as you said, like, it was a bit of a premature um, shout, but rather cup contender right there. Guado. Guado Migliosi, yeah. Well, you know what? It's back in Italy, isn't it? So, I say back in Italy. It's in Italy for the first time this year, so you... <laughs> I know. Okay, now. But, you know, Guado Migliosi... Italian, it'll be his dream to get in that Ryder Cup. Oh, of course. That'll be his. That'll be his number one aim. So he's obviously he's come out and he said it's just one of those days. I love to play. I love to battle on the golf course. Today I received something back from golf. It was a beautiful day of golf. 
I've been trying to be more comfortable on the course. At the start of the weekend, I was 13 shots back. But yesterday, ran Rasmus missed the second hole and it almost opened the door again. I just kept playing great. So you can see the change. And I know a couple of months ago, he was talking about how he's really struggling with his game. So you can see how that like sort of switch, and our win will do that for you, but that switching mentality. Yeah. I just wonder, though, you always wonder about these, you know, when someone emerges from the chasing pack shooting like a nine under on a Sunday. That shot, eight into the last at the the Golf National, you know, the scenes where you can see Tommy and and um, Francesco jumping all over each other, can't you? Yeah. The pins back right. Just in a, no, like that was the first birdie all week. Yeah, but it was nearly an eagle. No, I mean, not all week, the first birdie on the day. That's what I mean, but like, if he's in contention and he's leading, he's never playing that big cut into the it landed like five yards on the green, spun yeah. right, nearly went in the hole like that, centre the green and just hope for a two putt. So you think, yeah, we spoke about this before. That's why the the concept of the shotgun start is a bit not better, but it works as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Because if that's a shotgun start, he knows exactly where what he is got in the field do, yeah. and what he's got to do. He's not pressing on there. He's he's probably thinking, right, let's just not make a bogey instead yeah. of pressing on for his nine under. But then in the end, that nine under, that birdie, won him it by one. Yeah, no, it was. It was unbelievable. His wife, his girlfriend, sorry, flew over to surprise him that week as well. So oh. nice little touch for him. He's buzzing. There he was buzzing, yeah. Well, it's, it's again, 25 years of age. You've got to be thinking, him, Rasmus and Nikolai. I think Guardo more on the back burner for now because he has got a win, but... It'll take a lot for him to break into that additional because there's only going to be about five spots available because we spoke to me. There's probably seven already confirmed when we look at the likes of Rory, Shane Lowry, Tiddle Hatton, Tommy Fleetwood. Well, if Hatton doesn't do much, Matt doesn't do anything. Like, when's the last time he won the, the bail? Not sure. Fact check. He's won, he's won recently before that. Has he? Hmm. Won the European Tour? Yeah. Dunno. <laughs> I'm thinking the bail, but you know. Fact check anyway. But yeah. yeah, you've got them plays. But even somebody like Jordan Smith, you know, he had another good tournament. He's moved up to thirteenth in the DP World Tour rankings now. Has he, yeah? Yeah, just above him, Ewan Ferguson. Just below him, Bobby McIntyre. So you've got to consider them three. Jordan's been brilliant all season, hasn't he? Yeah. You know, he's very consistent. He's consistent, but it it's one of them like he doesn't exactly set the world alight, does he, with his, like, anything about him? No, I suppose not. But then, you know, you wouldn't have thought Tom Kim was going to set the world alight, would you? No, I suppose, um, yeah. Before he did. So it's just one of them, like, you get... Abu Dhabi, HSBC Championships, 2021. Yeah, thought he's won something since. Yeah. Well, yeah, so he hasn't won since the January 2021. Yeah. So it's it's going back that. We're nearly in January twenty twenty three. Yeah, but there's no yeah buts about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, Alex Fitzpatrick as well. Had another good tournament, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, back to back good tournaments. Finished tied twenty seventh in Italy and then he's finished tied thirteenth. Uh, just outside the top ten. Yeah, he's obviously gonna week. be a baller, isn't he? He is, yeah. And he's playing uh, behind his brother. We'll move on to the Dunhill Links now if you want. Um yeah. You've seen the two balls, the Ogarton two balls. Have you seen the draw? No, go on. So you've got um, Nikolai Hoygaard playing with Rory, Rasmus Hoygaard playing with Shane Lowry. Then that's followed by Matt Fitzpatrick and Matt Wallace. That's followed by Alex Fitzpatrick and Brandon Stone. Followed by Robert McIntyre, Billy Horschel. Followed by Francesco Molinari, Tyrrell Hatton. Followed by a live pairing of Charles Swartzel. And Louis Dazen. Who'll be getting no TV coverage. Yeah. Followed by a live player with a DP World Tour player. Tommy Fleetwood's playing with Brandon Grace. They're, they're half mates then, aren't they? I think Finno was on the bag for Grace for a bit, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they're one after each other then. It's got, that is some serious viewing, isn't it? It is serious viewing, yeah. So, obviously, as, as you know, the Dunhill Lynx Championship, it's played over the three courses. Carnoustie, Kings Barnes and the old course. I was up at the old course um, on, the, on the last day, just having a little look round and it's blowy, you know. It's yeah. going to be a challenging, challenging week for them. 
Danny Willett looking to fend, to looking to defend and go back to back. Oh, oh no, no, he's not. Why? That's what he was saying that he won last week. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, what he done? <laughs> Miles, well, was that last it, week? Last week, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. You've got it. You've got. So when when they're playing, so Rory's playing with his dad and Fitzpatrick's playing with his mum. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, great though, isn't it? They're getting the them down. One. Yeah, yeah. But then you've got you've got a couple of live players like like Taylor Gooch is playing. Is he? Is he? There's no big who hard about it this week, and it's all sort of like once you do yeah. something, it's just it's. I think Rory everyone's over moaning about with, that now. Yeah, aren't they? with with Rory coming out and saying what he said this week about obviously it's in Liv's court and there is a there could be a solution. The DP World Tour are not even though they're saying we won't put you on the coverage and stuff, they're still allowing them to play, aren't they? So yeah, uh, one player who won't be there this week though is Patrick Reed. He's pulled out because his mattress was too soft and it caused him to have a back injury. I seen that, yeah. Yeah. So he struggled in the pro am. But doesn't someone is it Louis Eustace who has to travel with his mattress or something? Like you know, I've seen the back off challenge with that country club adjacent. Yeah. And they keep talking about the mattress to him. He must demand a certain type of mattress when he goes everywhere. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah, like, is that what that was? Yeah, I so just you, thought you, they were just taking the piss. No, you think he he like he <laughs> he, he, he demands it. Like, I just gonna hate that one. But Tiger does the same thing when he like he, when he goes anywhere, he just requests a piece of timber under his bed. It's important, you know what I mean? Like sleep deprivation, as everybody knows, it's a nightmare, isn't it? If you're but the problem with a soft bed is you can actually fall asleep, but then it's the position your body goes into. Yeah, that that hurts your back and stiffens up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so Patrick Reed's out, but like you say, there is a number of live golfers, and it's only a matter of time till one of them wins, isn't it? Do you reckon that'll be the tipping point? Either way. Well, I just think if somebody like Taylor Gooch wins, I don't know what the world ranking points. This world ranking point should be half decent, shouldn't he? With the likes of Shane Lowry and Rory there, I'd say yeah. Um, it's over three tough courses. If you look at the yardages over the three courses. The old course seven three one eight, Carnoustie seven three nine four, and but Kings Barn seven two two seven. It's going to be Friday. You've got winds of up to thirty miles an hour with rain, wow. and over the weekend, um, winds of up to twenty five miles an hour. It's going to be proper links golf over the weekend. Yeah, it's stupid to have this tournament in like October, basically. Isn't it? <laughs> like it needs to get moved to like. Why don't they have this when they have that other Fairmont one? Like it's like we said this, didn't we, about the schedule and all that. Like, what what I will say about this though is it is I wouldn't say a bit of a fun tournament because it is a serious tournament, but there's a lot of celebrities about, isn't there? And yeah, it, you know, I think it's good to give them a bit of a test. The last two opens have been played without a breath of wind, haven't they? No. And silly low scores, winning tournaments. So I think it's good to get them out there in the wind and the rain get and the just open, watch. Get the open now. <laughs> get them out get there the in the thick of it. The holiday yeah. on the greens and everything. <laughs> <laughs> but as you say, it's a, it is a fun tournament. You do see a lot of a few celebrities, a few bit of family atmosphere. Like the team scores usually astronomical in it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So it's it, it will be a fun tournament to watch. I'm looking forward to it. Same. But then oh, we've also got another tournament to look forward to, the Sanderson Farms. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, I've seen somebody tweet something about uh, you know, Travis Smith, who plays on Live. When he won the Asian Tour, he got less world ranking points that you would get for finishing 20th this week on the Sanderson Farms. Yeah, because like, what, what's the highest ranked player on the Asian Tour that's playing? It's not, but you're still winning a, um, yeah, a, an event on a top exactly. tour, aren't you? How you, if you continue to play Asian Tour with the way the world rankings are, you're never going to get the opportunity to play. Not you could win four Asian Tour events in a row and be phenomenal, unless you get an invite over, which you probably would, but then that's political, isn't it? It's not really the world rankings. Don't, it's you, just... get, don't you win win a spot? There's no connection from the Asian Tours to the PJ, no. I mean, don't you win a spot anywhere else, no? The Asian Tours the top tour in Asia, no. That's no, it. like a DP World spot or anything? No, it's on the same level. That's what I'm saying. It's the top tour. You've got the top, the three main top tours have always been Asian tour, European tour, now DP World tour, and the PJ tour. And then just since Tiger, the PJ tour has just gone up level after level after level. And that's been the tour that everybody's wanted to strive to be at. And since then, the PJ tour has always sort of fed into it, but not really. It's always 
stood its ground really and had the, the big tournaments, the Rolex series and the the the, the 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 tournaments in the Middle East. But now obviously with the top ten players going over to the PJ tour every season, it is sort of acting like a feeder tour. Yeah. And the Asian tour is sort of feeding through the international series into some form of live events. So yeah. you're starting to see a separation now um between those being the three top tours. But what I'm getting at is the Asian tour is potentially a top tour and you could have somebody on that tour winning four tournaments in a row and potentially getting the same amount of world ranking points as somebody who finishes fifth. I haven't worked that out, but that's just a guess. No, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. So you're never going to, unless they get an invite over to the PJ Tour to play an event and then they try and do well there, you know, you've potentially got top players in the world playing on the DP World and the Asian Tour who are lower ranked than players who are not as good as them on the PJ Tour because of yeah. how the world ranking is situated. Sound like That's a broken it. record because I say this every no, week. No, but... but it's... We will keep beating that drum until something changes. <laughs> but it's... Uh, the Country Club of Jackson, par 72, yeah. 7,461 yards. So it's a bit of a beast. Bit of a beast, yeah. There's a couple of drivable par fours on this one, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it's, like... it's a good chance for the Corn Ferry graduates to... Make a statement. Well, I think the highest ranked player is Burns, who's the defending champion. Yeah, he's ranked twelfth in the world, so it's none of definitely yeah. Well, Taylor Montgomery proved that, didn't he? Last week he finished, or well, the week before last, so he finished like was a third, fourth. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And he's obviously a graduate from there, so it is an opportunity to get your foot on the on the ladder of the uh, FedEx rankings, isn't it? And it's get not yourself even that it's more secure than your car for next season. Yeah, there is that element as well, yeah. But it, it, I'm interested to see with these guys who've come through this year and got the half a million. Just, I know we'd never know because nobody's going to ask that question, but to see how well they do compared to years gone by. Because if you all of a sudden see 10 to 15 Corn Ferry Tour graduates, say 10. We need um, to get one of them on. Yeah, to talk about like how does that half a million feel in your bank account? With regards to pressure and what you're doing compared to it's guaranteed money, isn't it? Even if yeah. you earn a hundred grand for the year, you get the half a mil. We need to speak to someone about that and just say, ask, do you think about it? Is it is it there? Knowing that money's in the back, yeah, and you've got guaranteed funds to travel around and you can sort of because they're gonna play every tournament they can, aren't like, they? Is there a stipulation that you've got to spend it on golf or like can you go to Vegas and put it on black? <laughs> <laughs> like send it to a mill. Yeah, like what, what's the crack? And then it? let's ask any of them if they've already spent it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <what's> that? <laughs> I'm actually setting up a GoFundMe page, guys. <laughs> <laughs> actually messaged the PJ Tour and said the funds haven't come through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like an Amazon delivery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't receive it, mate. Sorry. Oh, um, as well as Sam Baines returning from the President's Cup, you've got Ben Zayden Hoot and Moon. As well, Munoz had a great tournament. He did, he done well, didn't he? Yeah, that the... chipping out the bunker was unbelievable. Wasn't and it? a few, a few that was on the back of like three birdies and an eagle in like a six hole stretch. That, yeah, yeah, he's got it in him though. And he's he's led a couple of PJ Tour events. And his boss, he is a great golfer. Yeah, he's um, certainly one to watch for the future. A million percent, not and one it's... as much, but you know, it could yeah. be one of them who just kicks on later, like Max Homer. Max Homer didn't do that for a while now, he's just a superstar. Isn't he? As as we were saying last week, he just needs that little kick on, don't he, Major? I thought Massive he was getting, a, I thought he was getting it handed to him by Tom Kim as well. He was like three down, one. Yeah, then he brought it back. Love Tom Kim, which is what you, which is what you like to see from. It's, it's like he's one of the players who like get excited to see. Like I always get a when Rory's in an event, I always get excited to watch the event because I like Rory. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and his game and the way he plays and and the way he conducts himself. I like Tom Kim. I'm getting the same sort of feelings about him. Where like. When he's in a You've field. Got feelings for <laughs> <laughs> what are you up to? Um, <laughs> what are you up to? <laughs> I get them feelings. Oh yeah. When I get that feeling. Oh Tom Kim healing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So what you like to feel? Like if, if he's like, you're gonna if watch he's in the more? field, if he's in the field, I'm thinking, what's he gonna do this week? Is right, what I'm saying. Because like, Rory can turn up and like Knock drives 400 yards, he can duff chips, he can, you know, miss, he can three puff from eight foot and that, really. So, like, or he can shoot, shoot the lights shoot out, shoot the lights out and win. Yeah, but he's always up there, especially this past season. He's been fantastic anyway. I think Tom Kim's given me the same type of can't wait to see him. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, should we do our picks then? For what? <laughs> 
for the order of many. <laughs> what? Is that back? <laughs> Is that back? It's cancelled back. I don't know if I've only played in it last year. are all winners in my eyes. <laughs> now, let's just enjoy the golf this year. We've got a lot on, haven't we? For anybody yeah. who doesn't know, um, we are about to launch our own golf clothing brand, something Kevin and I have been working on for the past, say, 18 months now. We've been back and forth with different manufacturers getting the right different countries yeah it's like you don't realize what goes into it we've obviously done a lot of research and a lot of different things and we obviously we're, we're pumping some technology into the garments and you know it's it's going to be a brand that we want to last within the industry for a long time but our first launch so any support on our first launch is greatly appreciated i'm sure you'll enjoy the products and give us feedback as well yeah they should be with you in about another six weeks time hopefully but until then, not until the six weeks, because we'll be back next week, but until we're back on the mics next week, just all that's left to say is enjoy the golf, and we'll see you all soon. Ciao. Thank you.